in verse number 30 of Exodus 32. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, Ye have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up unto the Lord. Peradventure I shall make an atonement for your sin. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin, and have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. The Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Therefore now go, lead the people into the place of which I have spoken unto thee. Behold, mine angel shall go before thee. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. And the Lord plagued the people because they made the calf which Aaron made. Let us pray. Our Father, as I bow in your presence, I thank you for the Word of God. I thank you for another privilege to preach your Word. And Lord, I realize that I'm but flesh and blood. And without the touch of God, that my words will mean nothing. But I pray for that anointing of the Holy Spirit and wisdom from you, O God. And Help me to be a blessing and be a help to each one that's gathered here tonight. You know every heart, you know every need. Pray those needs to be met in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I mentioned this morning I was going to talk to you about the book of life. In fact, I want to talk to you about five different books that the Bible ha ha speaks about. And uh, the book of life is uh, spoken of in several places in the Bible. Uh, and... Uh, the question is, can a person's name be blotted out of the book of life? Well, I think the scripture that I read answers that question. Verse 33, And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Now, I believe that uh, every person that, uh, that lives, that has life, their names are in the book of life. The Bible says in Genesis 2, verse 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So whoever God gives life to, I, I believe would be in this book. And is it possible for a person's name to be blotted out of this book? Yes. Uh, now the Lord uh, wants everybody saved. In 1 Timothy 2, 4, Who will have all men to be saved? coming to the knowledge of the truth. 2 Peter 3, 9, He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So it's God's will that everybody receive life, that is eternal life, uh, and live forever with the Lord. Uh, and so uh, those who reject that offer of eternal life and that offer of salvation, their names, I believe, are removed from the book of life. Now, in the text I read to you, Moses intercedes to God in behalf of the nation of Israel. And he says, Lord, if you cannot forgive them, or if you will not forgive their sin, then blot me out of thy book which thou hast written. Well, God couldn't do that, see, because Moses was a believer. And he followed the Lord and believed in the Lord, and God would not blot his name out. So he says, uh, whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. And uh, the Apostle Paul in Romans 9 and 10, he said, I could wish that myself were a curse for my brethren and my kinsmen according to the flesh. 
He said, I'd be willing to go to hell if it would mean the salvation of my, my fellow believers, or my brethren, rather, uh, the, the Jewish people. Of course, uh, God cannot, God will not do that uh, because we have eternal life and that can never change. There are some other scriptures I want to share with you along this line. In Psalm 69, 28, let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. So you have two statements there. They be blotted out of the book of the living, indicating that that is possible, and not be written with the righteous. Keep that in mind because that will, that will uh, uh, follow the, the next book we look at, which is the Lamb's Book of Life. So there are those who are blotted out of the book of the living, uh, and then there are those who are written with the righteous. Revelation 3, 5, and I have these jotted down. Uh, we're not taking the time. Maybe I should take the time and let you turn to them, but in Revelation 3, 5, if you have a pen, you can jot these down. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. So there you have the promise that God said, I will not blot their name or his name out of the book of life. So a person that, that uh, follows the Lord, a person that receives Christ, their name is not blotted out of the book of life. We have that promise. But those, he said, here in Exodus that sin against me, their names will be blotted. Him will I blot out of my book. Now in Revelation 22, verse 19, And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. So there you have it. God says if you mess with the words of the Bible, if you change the words of the Bible, if you take away from them, then I'll take away their part out of the book of life. I'll take their name out, really, their part out, and, and the things that are written in this book. In Daniel 12, verse 1, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. There shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And he's talking about the tribulation period. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, everyone that shall be found written in the book. And so God says those Jewish people that are saved will be delivered because their names are in the book. I think referring to the book of life, their names are not blotted out. And in Luke 10 verse 20, Notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And then in Philippians 4, 3, And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labor with me in the gospel with Clement also and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. So we have, we have these references. We'll turn now to Revelation 20. We will turn to this, uh, this uh, familiar scripture talking about... Uh, the uh, white throne judgment of God in the book of Revelation chapter 20 and verse 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. 
and the books were open. You know, some people think, well, I can commit suicide and get out of everything, but that's not the way. That doesn't end it, does it? You know, the fact is that death doesn't end things. For the believer, absent from the body, present with the Lord. If a person saved, they go immediately to be with the Lord. If a person is unsaved, they go immediately into hell. But then they're resurrected and stand before God to give an account. And the books were open. Another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to the works. The sea gave up the dead which were in it. Death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. They were judged every man according to the works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So uh, the basis of the white throne judgment of God, anyone's name who is not in the book of life is cast into the lake of fire. That indicates that their names have been blotted out because I believe again that all living have their names written there uh, that are given life. But those that follow sin and reject Christ, their names are removed. And the names that remain in the book of life uh, of course, have eternal life. And that brings me to the Lamb's book of life, which, uh, you know, it's easy to get these two confused, uh, but there is a difference, and yet there, there, there's a lot of similarities because the book of life becomes the Lamb's book of life. Those whose names are not blighted out of the book of life uh, are written in the Lamb's book of life or remain in the book of life, and it becomes the Lamb's book of life. I hope that didn't confuse you. Almost confused me saying it, but uh, uh, let's turn to Revelation 13. Revelation 13 and verse 8. And he's talking about the Antichrist here in Revelation 13, 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. And worship the Antichrist whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And now here uh, he says anybody's name who is not there uh, in, the, in the book of life of the Lamb will worship him. All that dwell, all that dwell upon the, the earth shall worship him. So anybody's name who is not in the Lamb's book of life ends up worshiping the Antichrist. And this goes along with 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 uh, where those who, uh, who reject the gospel in this day of grace uh, and when the Antichrist comes, they are given strong delusion to worship the Antichrist. Now, also in Revelation 21, Revelation 21, and verse uh, 27. Revelation 21, and verse 27. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, Neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So, if a person's name is not in the book of life, they're cast into the lake of fire. If a person's name is, remains in the book of life, that it becomes or is the same as the Lamb's book of life, then they enter into the new Jerusalem here and have eternal life. Now, your name can be blotted out of the book of life. So says the Scripture. But your name can never be blotted out of the Lamb's book of life. Because uh, we, you know, a person, a person has physical life and that physical life can end and will end. 
unless Jesus returns first and it will end with the, uh, with the giving of eternal life. But uh, the eternal life that we have from Jesus Christ can never end. Otherwise, it is not eternal. To say, well, eternal life can, can end is a contradiction. How can it be eternal and have an end? That, that's, that's a contradiction of terms. That, that doesn't make sense. That's saying something's black and white too. Well, you have gray, don't you? You put it together. But anyway, we have, we have uh, the Lamb's book of life, and the Lord said in John 10, 28, And I give unto them eternal life, they shall never perish. So we have eternal life, and we don't have to worry about our names being blotted out. Uh, because again, you can't blot out eternal life. You can blot out temporary physical life, but not eternal life. So we have the book of life. We have the Lamb's book of life. Then the Bible talks about a book of remembrance. And the book of Malachi. Malachi chapter 3. If you'd like to look there, that's the last book in the Old Testament. And uh, that'd be page uh, 983, if you have a Scofield Bible, 983. In Malachi chapter 3 and verse uh, 16 and 17. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And the book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. They shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. So God, God's listening, isn't he? God pays attention to what we say and what we do. God knows, in fact, every thought. Notice what he said there in verse 16. Uh, there was a book of remembrance written for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. Even our very thoughts are recorded. And God takes note of it. A book of remembrance. Now, there's a danger also in having the wrong kind of thoughts. You know, the Bible talks about uh, that he'll make manifest the counsels of the heart. Jesus Christ could read the thoughts of men when he was upon this earth. Uh, the scribes and Pharisees, we saw that illustrated in our Sunday school lesson, that... that uh, uh, the Lord knew what they were thinking about even before they said anything. And we will have to give an account to the Lord at the judgment seat of Christ for our thoughts, our words, our deeds, our works, not for our sin. That's paid for by the blood of Christ. But this book of remembrance, so it pays to think about the Lord. You, do you think about the Lord during the day? What do you think about? You know, you, you, you have to think about something. Uh, you either think good thoughts or bad thoughts and... And uh, our mind is constantly working, even even at night. They say they, I've heard heard them talk about how many dreams you have during an average night. And sometimes you wake up in the middle of them, and you know dreams are strange, aren't they? God has spoken to men through dreams, but don't base your don't base your hope of heaven on a dream, because dreams can be very deceiving. And uh, I've had some some doozies. <laughs> Uh, some strange dreams, and sometimes you wonder, wonder what they're all about. But, uh, but anyway, the Lord says that this book of remembrance uh, will, will contain even our very thoughts. In Mark 9, 41, For whosoever shall give a cup of water to drink in my name, 
Because you belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. So God takes note of the little things, just like the water that's brought and set on this pulpit every time I preach. Every Sunday morning and Sunday night, and I, you notice I seldom touch it. But it's there if I need it, and there are, have been times when I needed it. And uh, whether I drink it or not, the flyer drinks it. <laughs> and uh, uh, the plant drinks it, so it doesn't go to waste. But anyway, God takes note of it, and that's the point is that God will reward even that little thing, that little small thing. Uh, that, that we do. Uh, you know, I was, I was uh, reading or listening to a preacher or something, and he was, he was talking about giving, you know. Some, some, uh, he had learned a lesson that, that some, sometimes people would give him a gift, and, and uh, he, he felt bad about taking it until he realized that God was going to bless the individual that gave it Forgiving it and to not not take it and then they could use it for the Lord's work or whatever was was denying them the blessing that God wanted to bestow upon them. And God had to teach me that early in life, early in my ministry, maybe I should say. Uh, I, and I've told this story many times, but it's, uh, it made an impression on me and God taught me a great lesson. When I first started preaching, I determined I would never accept a penny ever for, for preaching. And uh, so uh, I was asked, I just started preaching and, and this uh, pastor invited me to come and preach and, and uh, in the process of that we stopped by and visited with this couple and they had some needs and the Lord impressed on my mind that I should give them some money, which I did. I went that Sunday and preached at this church. They took up an offering, which I really didn't want them to do. But uh, you know how much I got in the offering? Exactly what I had given away. And God taught me a great lesson there that, uh, that simply God would take care of his, his own and God's kept that promise these many years. And so the book of remembrance, uh, do something, do, do whatever God directs you to do. I've told you also about the, the little lady that supported the radio program years ago when I was on the Burnsville station. And I got $5 every week in the mail. And I decided one day I was going to call, I was going to try to find that little lady. And I went to Burnsville and, and inquired and finally got some directions. And they said, yes, she lives so-and-so. Of course, it had the street address, and I found out what that was and went by, knocked on this door. They said, no, she doesn't live here. She lives next door. And I went next door, and it was what I would refer to as a little smokehouse. What a little one room, little small, a small building there that this lady lived in. It made me feel bad about receiving that offering. Of course, I didn't get it. I put it on the radio work, and I used it for the radio ministry. But then I realized that she was making an eternal investment. And, uh, of course, she ended up in a rest home, and I, I lost contact with her. But uh, God, don't you know the Lord? Take special note of that. Her reward would probably be greater than mine. You know? And I don't, I don't know the effect that the ministry had on people over those years, the people that were saved and lives were helped over those years, but she'll have an eternal reward in that and investing in that, in that work. God, God talks about this this book of remembrance, the little things that we do.
And Brother Hickok's talking about splitting the wood, you know, and, and giving that to, to needy family. Well, uh, you know, that, that uh, uh, you could, I, I'm sure he could sell the wood, put an ad in the paper and sell the wood. <laughs> but uh, you probably get a whole lot more by giving it away as far as eternity is concerned, our eternal reward. Well, there's a book of remembrance. I could preach on and on about that. Great lessons from it. Uh, we have a couple more. Let me quickly get them. And that is the books of God's Word. How important that is. Nothing in all the world more important than the Word of God. Because through the Word of God we're saved. 1 Peter 1, 23, being born again, not of crutchable seed, but of incrutchable, by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. We're born again by the Word of God. We're saved by the Word of God. We know we're saved through the Word of God. And, and we have all these truths. You know, the Bible, the Bible tells us about heaven, about eternal life, how to keep from going to hell, how to, how to keep from being judged for our sins. But it's a very practical book. It talks about life. It talks about uh, the home. It talks about marriage. It talks about children. It talks about life and how to live your life. And you know, it's a, it's a great day when a person realizes that God's on their side that God is interested in what's best for us. He's not our enemy. The Lord says, don't do these things because that'll hurt you. Why does the Lord tell a man not to drink? Don't be a drunkard. Is God being mean when he tells us that? No, God's saying that stuff is not, doesn't, doesn't help you. It'll, it'll, not, it'll only do you harm. And, and we know that from, from fact, don't we? People that engage in it suffer uh, great consequences. Well, uh, there's 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament, 66 in all of God's revelation to man. John 20, 31, these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ and that believing you might have life through his name. We read there in Revelation chapter 20 about uh, uh, the, uh, the books are open, he says. In fact, there's three books talked about in this scripture. The books, plural, open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. Uh, and they're judged uh, every man out of the, the book, which are written in the books according to the works. So, so uh, those who, who are saved, there's a book of remembrance for them. Those who are unsaved, there's a book, a book of their life, of their wickedness is recorded. And then there's the books of God's word written there. And then there's the book of life. And so here is, here's, the, here's the setting. Here the unsaved stand before God. And the book of life is there and their name is missing. Their name's blotted out. Their name's gone. They didn't receive Christ. They didn't get eternal life, so their life ended. And uh, that is uh, as far as eternal life. And then there's the book of, book of works. Their life. And, the, and then there's the book of God's word that passes judgment upon those who refuse Christ. And they are cast into... In uh, the lake of fire. Now the question arises many times, why have a judgment? If people die and go to, if people go to hell immediately when they die, then why resurrect them out of hell and have a judgment? They're already in hell. Why judge them? And the Bible said they're judged every man according to the works. And uh, uh, the fact is, according to Luke, there, there will be different degrees of suffering in the lake of fire. Some will suffer greater than others because of the light they've had or the opportunity they've had. He that, he that knew the Lord's will did commit things worthy of stripes would be beaten with many stripes. He that knew not his Lord's will did commit things worthy of stripes would be beaten with few stripes. 
God is a just God, and uh, there will be different, uh, different judgment uh, meted out according to the works. Well, uh, in John 12, 48, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. So there you have proof from it, John 12, 48, that the word of God will be at the white throne judgment of God. The word will judge him in the last day. Now, in Revelation 22, verse 18 and 19, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Now there you have the clear warning. You know, it's interesting that God closes the Bible. In fact, there's two verses after that. Let me just read them. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly, amen, even so come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all, amen. The last thing God says before he closes the Bible is don't mess with it. Amen. Don't, don't, don't add to it. Don't take away from it. I've written it and, and it's a proven fact that that man can't mess with it without, without changing it, changing the message and the truth of it. And so God warns us about messing with his word. And, and a, a, a great warning upon it there, the plagues, and all, you know, that's another reason I believe we're near the coming of the Lord, because the plagues will be poured out in the tribulation period. And we've had a, 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 an avalanche of trying to change the Bible in their lifetime. And then he says, God will take away his part out of the book of life, out of the holy city. That's, that's, that's strong judgment, isn't it? God says, if you mess with it, then I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll take your name out of the book of life. I'll take your part out of the book of life and out of the, out of the holy city. And from the things which are written, the promises are written in this book, you'll not be able to participate in it. Only those names in the Lamb's book of life are going to be there, and those others will be cast out. Finally, there's a final book, and I'll be through, and that's the seven seal book spoken of in Revelation chapter 5. Now, some say this is the Word of God, but I do not believe it's talking about the Word of God in Revelation chapter 5. This is a book of judgment. And uh, we'll read a little bit of it here in Revelation 5. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within on the backside sealed with seven seals. Now it's interesting, if you look at your Bible, probably mine has, it has seven seals on it. You know, it has seven, seven seals and, and uh, they're, uh, they're talking about this being the Word of God, but I don't believe that's what he's talking about really, uh, primarily anyway. Uh, it certainly contains this scripture. And I saw a strong angel proclaim with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book to loose the seals thereof? No man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. I wept much because no man was found worthy to open to read the book, neither to look thereon. And uh, of course, uh, then Christ comes and opens the book. Uh, and uh, verse 6, he said, I saw a lamb as it had been slain. Uh, and there's a lesson there that you know, they talk about the, the, the scars in the hands of Jesus. They're not scars, they're wounds, as Zechariah tells us in this also. Verse 7, he came and took the book out of the right hand, 
of him that sat upon the throne. And there's great rejoicing in heaven among the redeemed. In verse 9, there's, there's rejoicing among the angels and all in heaven uh, because he has opened the book. And it has to do with the redemption of earth. In chapter 6, the seals are open one by one and you have the judgments of God poured out upon this earth. But out of that judgment, the earth will be set free and redeemed and made a suitable place for God's people to live. And that's what it has to do with. As I said, it, it, it does contain the, uh, these truths that are written in the book of Revelation. And in that sense, he's talking about the word of God, but he's not talking about the word of God as a whole. He's talking about the word that is, that is in this book and the, the seals of judgment that again have to do uh, with the, uh, with the uh, uh, redemption of the earth. And, and that's a great and, and glorious truth that we have as, as Christian people. God redeems our soul and then when he comes in the rapture he's going to redeem our body and then in the tribulation he's going to redeem the earth. And of course it'll be constantly or eternally redeemed at, uh, at the end of the millennium when it's uh, uh, destroyed by fire and, and uh, God has a new heaven and a new earth. And there's a lot more. We could bring a message on each of these, and maybe we should have. We've kind of give you a broad view of these different books that the Bible talks about. Okay, let's bow our heads, please.